Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. Welcome to the Heater Podcast. I'm Dan Lewig. He's Corey Peeper. Back after a uh, uh, medical uh, uh, hiatus. Hiatus. Here. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, and uh, ready to uh, kick off just in time for uh, uh, playoff baseball right around the corner. We're going to update on the the races that are going on in the American League and National League. Uh, and then next week is when we will set up our playoff preview. We'll take a look at the wild card matchups as well as the ALDS and NLDS. Uh, we'll take a look at which non-playoff teams will be cleaning house. What uh, Anyone has any optimism for the following season as they wait till next year? And finally, we'll review our preseason predictions, what we got right and wrong. There's going to be some entertaining ones there on both sides of the spectrum right. that we'll take a peek at. But now we have five questions for today's show. Uh, and before we dive into those, I'd be remiss, and your day would give me a very hard time if I didn't say that the Heater Podcast is brought to you by River Creek Popcorn. For all of your snacking needs for baseball games and movies of choice with only one road access, come on down right. to River Creek Popcorn. It's The weather's great in the fall around yeah. here right now. The weather is amazing in the last couple of weeks, and people are coming. Like you mentioned, obviously, the if you live in this area, the road has been shut down. On all roads lead to the popcorn so all wagon. all roads lead towards Rock Springs right now. And, I don't know uh, who, whose palms you grease to here, but know. you got them all heading your way. I, was, I asked a lady today who's, I guess, husband, or maybe she works for the highway department, like, are we... How long before this goes back? And she said, nope, another week. They're delayed a little bit. So kind of, I, this is usually the time of the year where stuff starts dying down. So I started not ordering as much and, uh, I've learned like, nope, I'm, we're still rocking and rolling here. So yeah, keep coming. We're, we're still out there. We'll be there till October 17th. So peak season for everything you need for, uh, the start of, uh, uh, baseball playoffs, as well as for all your uh, Packers snacking needs. Packers, uh, it is uh, playoffs. all there. Yeah, give it a week, and I'm sure the NBA? colors will be great around here. Yeah, color drive. Yeah, NBA's coming up soon too. Yeah, yeah, we're getting to the good time of year here. Absolutely, and still a 70 degree weather is there uh, this next week. This is the time of year when I get to brag to my Florida family how awesome our weather is, uh, and they can enjoy their sweltering heat <laughs> while I enjoy having the windows open. There was someone I just talked to who went down to Texas already. Like she already went to winter in Texas. I'm like. Why would you leave before like <laughs> December? Like this is the perfect time to live here. Like March, April, September, October. Like that's when it's great to live in Wisconsin. Beautiful colors, rolling hills. We got it all rocking mm-hmm. and rolling right now. Speaking of who's got it rocking and rolling, nice segue. I'm You're back in, in regular season strength that's here. Right. Uh, first question that we have for us is how dangerous are the St. Louis Cardinals, winners of 16 in a row now? team that decided, you know what, I feel like we should go to the playoffs. Let's just keep playing games and never lose. And uh, they have most, uh, if you would try to pinpoint, define uh, the, the Cardinals, how are they doing this? What is it that's driving them? It's hard to put down as one particular thing. They're just doing the right thing at the right time. Uh, the absolute best heater of the season. Yeah. Uh, to uh, bring that in here as well with that. Nice. And they are crushing it with what they are doing. And so now let's talk more big picture. We not, may not be able to define how they have been doing it, but what about what they're doing going into the playoffs? How dangerous is this team, the St. Louis Cardinals? Well, the way right now the middle of their lineup is really rolling. Like I just watched the Cardinals go sweep the Brewers, and Paul Goldschmidt has 
had a career resurgence here, especially the second half of the year. He's had a great year. Tyler O'Neill has really stepped up. and The potential has always been yeah. there, and now it's showing itself on He's, the field. He still has the really high strikeout rate, yep. but I think it's – Kind of Javier Baez, like where he's learning how to balance it. He's he's athletic enough that he can live with that strikeout rate, and he'll hit home runs and he'll steal bases. And Arenado's been pretty good, so the middle of their lineup is is very potent, and and that helps them score runs. And then they have pretty good defense. Like they've always known yeah. they had good defense, right? Yadier Molina still at well above average catcher, and Goldschmidt still he's won Gold Gloves at first base, and Arenado is obviously one of the best third basemen of all time. So uh, Harrison Bader has won Gold Gloves in center field. So Good defense, good enough offense, and I've ripped on this pitching staff. We were just talking about it before, sir. I ripped on this pitching staff before, or right at the trade deadline when they traded. And justifiably, John (laughs) Lester, J.A. Happ, these aren't guys that have performed well for years. No, they're and J.A. Happ's 39 years older, soon to be, and John Lester's 37. And like you said, they've been bad, but... I something in the water in St. Louis where they get these guys. Cause I've seen this happen before, right? Lance Berkman was basically washed up with the Yankees, yeah. went out to St. Louis. Great. And Matt holiday had some rough years with the Yankees and went up to St. Louis and he was great. So it's usually been hitters, but this is a year where Adam Wainwright is pitching. You know, he's not going to win the Cy Young, but he's pitching like a top 10 pitcher right now. And that's who you're likely to see in a one game series. If you understand that I'm not calling him the goat, you'll understand this, uh, this comparison. He, there's a lot of Tom Brady in what Adam Wainwright is doing as far as how is he still being this effective at his age? He's gritty. Like that's yeah. that's the word you use for him, right? I, I don't know how he does it. He the stuff is he's not changed all that much from where he's always been, but it's a low three ZRA. The FIP is always higher. You can go back to his whole career and his FIP is always higher because he doesn't strike out that many guys, which is how you do it, but he's I not an say, analytics darling. No. But he he does not give up home runs, and he's never given up a lot of home runs. And partially, that's their ballpark kind of suppresses home runs. You talk Milwaukee is going to give up more home runs because it's a bigger, a smaller ballpark. And Cincinnati is a great American launch pad, right? So within the National League Central, I would say it's Pittsburgh is the easiest pitcher's park, and then it's St. Louis, and it's not the super advantage that San Francisco is, but they have built around their pitching staff, I would say that, as far as around their ballpark with the pitchers they have. And when you're able to suppress the home run, not just at home, but then in hitters' parks, when you can keep it in the park, that gives you already an advantage uh, when you are away uh, within that. So and we're marveling at what they're doing. Let's bring in the NL West as part of this question because you still have, at the way it's been all year, Giants and Dodgers, neck and neck. Two teams that are going to surpass the 100-win marker already have. We're right at that point. They're both there. Uh, Giants are at 102 and the Dodgers are at 100. One game back, the way it's been for at least two-thirds of the season, uh, Mm -hmm. and the Dodgers have not been able to overtake, or more positively, in giving uh, props to the Giants, they have held back every type of onslaught possible from the uh, all-star-studded Dodgers team. Yep. It is completely impressive what the Giants have done all year, and everyone keeps waiting for the Dodgers to overtake, and we're one week out. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, And again, the Dodgers won today. So did the Giants. Giants keep their one-game lead. So if it stays this way as it has all season, you are looking at a Max Scherzer versus Adam Wainwright wildcard game. And as we look at the Cardinals as part of this, would you be nervous if you were the Dodgers? 
Hottest team in uh, in National League, hottest team in, in baseball. Yeah. Wayne Wright's been pitching well. These are the, the things, the one game thing where anything can happen. Yep. The do or die scenario. That's that's what you gotta be nervous about. It's like, once again, we've been saying it all year. On paper, the Dodgers are better than the Giants, they're better than the Cardinals by a substantial margin. Absolutely. And but there's something to be said. They've won sixteen in a row, right? Like it is kind of like what we said last year when it was the playoffs with Randy Rosarena. Like I said, what's going on here? This shouldn't happen. This shouldn't happen. And it just kept happening. Now, you know, over the full slate of a season, he's not been that good, which I said was going to happen. But when you're hot, you're hot. And the Cardinals are really hot right now. So do you want to face them? Probably not. Your your reward for winning 100 games yep. is facing the hottest team uh, in, in baseball going into the playoffs. And again, if this was a five or seven game series... I'd be comfortable if I were the Dodgers, but a one-game series with Adam Wainwright, who continues to defy expectations, uh, and the hottest uh, team with an offense that's gelling right now, that's not an an easy scenario. Or you would think for winning 100 games, you should have a better first round or first shot at the playoffs, and that's not going to be the case for the Dodgers at this point. For them, definitely the incentive win the division, and you don't have to worry about that. Uh, But this is an interesting... Uh, wild card setup for that. And really, I'm going to jump to a different question looking at the flipping gears to the AL East. Since we were talking wild card with that and the way that's looking, you have another wild card matchup that is looking to be fantastic depending upon who who it is, right? Uh, mm-hmm. It's the other race that's neck and neck here. Uh, you have uh, right now, it's Boston and New York. So you're already looking at potentially a Chris Sale versus Garrett Cole. Yeah. Uh, matchup there yeah. uh, for the two big uh, big spenders that are at a one-game uh, playoff for themselves. But you can't discount the possibility yet of Toronto getting in, uh, and they're only one game back, uh, potentially uh, two, depending upon what happens with the Yankees-Red Sox Sunday night uh, game here. I still think that – I've said it all along. I still think Toronto is probably the best team of those three. I know if they – you know, one game is always, they're going to have to play a one game because your team already won. We'll get to them. But in a series, as far as the top three pitchers, you give me Robbie Ray, Alec Manoa, and if he gets healthy, Hunjin or you, like I'm taking that top three over Plus Garrett. that offense. Yeah, pl- yes. Plus, you know, Garrett Cole and whatever else the Yankees are throwing out there. And then Chris, Chris Sale, Nate Evaldi has been yeah. okay, but like I'll take Robbie Ray, Hyunjin or you, and Alec Manoa over that. So absolutely. I still think if Toronto can get, get in. into one of these and get in like, your team is the top seed, right? Or is that, have they clinched that? Not clinched. That's next That's on the coming list. Up. So, like, but in a short, I don't want to face Toronto in a short. Like, if you give me one of those tight teams, that's the one I don't want to face because they can throw out the most pitching. Now, they still got some work to do, and the Yankees are, if it wasn't for the Cardinals, I think they're the hottest team. They've at, they're at five wins last I checked. I don't know if anybody else is competing with that, but, you know. Can you imagine the ratings on a one-game Yankees-Red Sox pl- playoff game with Chris Sale and Garrett Cole on the mound? Like, baseball would love that. Well, even Dodgers-Cardinals oh, to yeah. put with That's them. A good one too. I mean, yeah. You're going to have ratings for these yeah. games. Uh, even uh, casual baseball fans will be intrigued by the matchups that you have here. Uh, so it's uh, setting up to be a fun wild card uh, a weekend mm-hmm. with that, or a wild card uh, series with that. You're going to enjoy uh, those uh, those games because it's going to be electric. It's going to be uh, intense. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, let's uh, – well, first, prediction on that. How does the rest of the AL East shake out? So you have three teams, only two are getting in. Who are your two? I think it'll be the Yankees, and I'm still going to go with Toronto. I 
I just like the way that team's built. You know, if, if they don't get in, they don't get in. But they're they're going to be a team to be reckoned with next year again. They've played a lot better in the second half than the first half. But it, I think it'll be the Yankees in Toronto, and we'll see. We'll see. I'm worried that Toronto has the curse of the Mets. That a team that is on paper, there's no excuse no. not to make it. On paper, this is a very good team. And yet, what do they do? Lose two or three to yeah. Minnesota this weekend? They, they're they not gelling the way they need to. They're not beating the teams that they're supposed to, that with that team that they should be. Uh, the playoffs are there for the taking, and you don't see them running to do it. Yes, they've, they've heated up better. Mm-hmm. They've now made it close. But when they needed to take that step that says, okay, we're, we're here, we should do this, that we should be beating this team, they're not there. Ridiculously quick sidebar on the yeah. Mets. How much money are they going to offer Theo Epstein this offseason? Uh, blank check. <laughs> just come uh, in. At this point, just just whatever just it come, takes. It's got to be Theo Epstein, right? That's where we think they're going with this is just come in and save our team because it ain't working. And they lost, I think they've lost 10, 9 out of 10 or 8 out of 10. They it's been absolutely brutal. Again. I don't get, sorry. That, that would, I didn't want yep. to talk about a team that was out of it, That's, but the Mets just need to be mentioned for how inept they are again. Most most likely, they'll be one of the teams we could be talking about yes. next week as part of the, is what are the, the new hopes for this yes. next year? They look uh, terrible. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's uh, switch to the one that will be more, uh, people will be more intrigued with, uh, with uh, around this area anyways. Uh Again, giving them their due over the weekend. Uh, great weekend for the Milwaukee Brewers. So you had the uh, uh, Bob Euchre Day yep. uh, celebrating his 50th year. That's awesome. Uh, of uh, uh, calling uh, Brewers games. Uh, you have uh, uh, Ryan Braun's retirement. You have clinching the NL Central. Uh, that team has been led by a dominant Three with their pitching rotation, some younger pitchers that have over the second half of the season have come up and filled the fourth and fifth spot uh, and helped this team continue to go on a roll. Uh, an offense that has been led by the very energetic Willie Adamas uh, and other players coming in and stepping up as well. You've had almost a different uh, hero each night at different points. It's been a full collective group that has been leading uh, this surge. Uh, and so the question is, as we go to question two for our uh, show today, are the Brewers set up for a deep playoff run? Well, pitching wins in the playoffs, right? And yeah, yeah. I, there's, they, you know, at this point, they have, I would say, the best pitching rotation that's going to compete in the playoffs. Uh, at the beginning of the year, Brandon Woodruff looked like the best one. In the middle of the year, it was kind of Freddie Peralta. And now at the end of the year, Corbin Burns was part of a no-hitter. He got, yeah, he you called. He could win it still. We're not, you're not in the clear yet. That's going to be a good race, but there's... He certainly has a case to win that Cy Young Award, and Eric Lauer's been amazingly good for like the last two months here. He he kind of does it a little. Whereas those guys, you know, Burns has a huge fast, his cutter, and Woodruff has a huge fastball, and Peralta has a huge fastball. His is not that big, but he kind of does it the deceptive way, and it's been working too. So, and then the, the bullpen comes down to a big part of its bullpen stuff, right? Well, at this point, uh, Devin Williams is a little hurt, but I think he's going to be okay. And Josh Hader's been great. And Aaron Ashby come up and 97 with tail from the left-hand side. That's really hard out of a bullpen to hit. So they needed that third piece because they had to trade that to get Adamas. And they've been searching all year to get that. Ashby, again, starting pitcher uh, uh, by trade, still going to be looked at as a starter moving forward. But for now, filling in in the bullpen and providing an electric fastball from the left-hand side, he has filled that role that they've been desperately trying to fill. Uh, Yeah, I I think they should be – 
I think there's like a 99% chance they'll face the Braves at this point. And yeah, we just don't know what, what, what it's going to be yeah. to begin with. Again, Braves could falter, but it doesn't look likely. No. Uh, and so that's your series. It's, it's Brewers and Braves. And the Braves are built around hitting, right? Like theirs is hitting. Now they, they have some pitching, right? Charlie Morton's okay. And Ian Anderson, but on paper, the Brewers should pitch, pitch them. And that's that should be a good matchup for them. That's the round matchup you want. Yeah, right? that if should be a good matchup it, for the, the Brewers. See, what's the strongest matchup yep. to get us to the next round? It's that one right there. I feel, I'm uh, feeling pretty good about it right now. In the postseason, again, I always say good, good hitting or good pitching beats good hitting. Mm-hmm. And so this all favors where the Brewers are. Again, anything can happen. But as far as if you could set it up of who you'd want to face, how this is going to go, this has gone the way the Brewers would want. And that if that goes exactly the way it should based on paper, you're then set up for a seven-game matchup in the, in the NLCS. And it's, you know, winner take all to go to the mm-hmm. World Series. So that's where you want to be. Like this is, if you could map it out, this is exactly what you want it to be. Because in a five-game series, you're riding your three big guns, uh, and then you can bring back. Uh, you, I think there's now the, the difference in this postseason versus the last postseason is the off days are back built in, yep. which is going to keep your bullpen rested. Yep. It favors pitching. Mm-hmm. The last one favored hitting yep, uh, because you couldn't get rest for your relief pitchers or for anyone else or getting your ace back in we there. We had to squeeze them all in yeah. because of the COVID stuff. Yep, we did. So this goes back to favoring uh pitching if you have good pitching uh, and that's exactly what the the brewers have so i you have to like where they are you have to like where, how this yeah. is set up uh, you already got the division clinched you pretty much already know who your first round matchup is going to be like you couldn't map it out any better now you have to go and execute that's right yeah. but the process is good expect them to start you know the next week i think they play six games i would say Adamus will play four. Yelich will play four. They're, they're going to give these guys some rest, and that's what you want. Like, you, you clinch it for a reason, so you don't have to strain yourself too much these last few days. You're going to line up your rotation to make mm-hmm. sure you're ready to go. Uh, I Give them just enough innings to stay sharp, but you're going to keep them fresh and then ready to go for what's what's coming up. So uh, get excited, Brewers fans. That's it's right. this exactly how that's you right. wanted the season to go. If you could have mapped out from April, what do you want the last week of the season coming in? You couldn't ask for more than what you've gotten. And they get... The last series of the year the Brewers are going to play is at the Dodgers. So, like, you won't want to have to win those games. Like, I didn't want to have to win one of those games against the Dodgers. Here's a, here's a tough one, though, and I think you'll have uh, a challenge. The Ultimately, the coaching staff is going to decide how much they want to let their guys mm-hmm. go at it. But you could have a chance to knock out oh, yeah. the Dodgers in that series. How much does that matter for how much you play? Because if you take care of them now, you don't you have to play them again. To, yeah. They got beat by, was it? The last time they were in the playoffs, or two times ago when they were in the playoffs, they took them to Game Seven, and Dodgers got them that year. So, we'll so see. there's some added oh, incentive yeah, there some. too, yeah, uh, think, to keep them from winning the division, anyways. It's three at St. Louis and three at St. at the Dodgers. So it'll be a fun week to see. Like those are going to be you know playoff teams, right? So they're yep. starting their pre- the little pre- preparation early here. So we get ready for some uh, uh, exciting baseball, right. some playoff atmosphere uh, coming in this last week, leading into the playoffs mm-hmm. themselves. Let's switch back to the uh, AL and go back to the AL East to ask the question uh, again. When you uh, obviously this matters to me, but in general, you go back to who won uh, the AL last year and made it to the World Series. A lot of flack, a lot of criticism for what looked like it was a teardown, uh, salary dump type things. Blake Snell traded, Charlie Morton option not resigned. There goes all your veteran pitchers within it. Uh, what are, are are the Rays uh, rebuilding? Are they uh, still going to be able to compete? Fangraphs had them at what 
uh, 18% uh, shot for making the playoffs. Uh, and instead, ho-hum, another 90-plus win season. Just clinched the AL East, swept the, the Marlins this weekend to make that easier. They just tied their franchise record for wins at 97. Nice. They're looking to eclipse the 100-win mark and get the first overall best record in the AL for seed uh, for home field advantage in the American League side of, of postseason. Is that Houston or White Sox? Houston. They, is that... And they play them this week, they right? Do. That's a big match. That's what I thought. They play Houston this play week, Houston, right? Play Houston, play the Yankees. So it's oh, already going to be a very competitive another, week. Another, MLB setting up a good schedule these they, last couple they weeks. Did. They didn't mess that up even. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, despite Manfred's best efforts, you know, he actually put <laughs> forward a very exciting final week of the season. I would say this about your team is... So let me first, yeah, I oh, didn't sorry. ask the question. My bad. Can the Rays get back to the World Series? We, we set yeah. up for what it was. Here they are. Again, another thing. You couldn't ask for anything better than the way the season has unfolded. Are they? Can they? Can they repeat as the AL pennant winners and go back to the World Series? Yes, they. They certainly. I think that they get unfairly classified as like gimmicky, and and they used to like, and they were winning with their gimmicky, and they used to be kind of gimmicky. But last I checked, they were like second in runs scored or first in runs scored for the year. This is not your typical Rays team. It used to be built pitching and defense, right? That was the that was the thing, and uh, they would you know, like try to do the, the uh, maximize the platoons, yeah. and the island of misfit toys, and, and put everything together. And they still do some of that, and mm-hmm. their defense is still very good. But they have an offense yeah. for the first time. Uh, they traded for Nelson Cruz. Mm-hmm. He's he over twelve home runs, near forty RBIs in half a season. He's been heating up. They have this kid named Wander Franco that's been pretty decent. Forty one game on base, uh, consecutive streak. Not bad. Uh, he's only two away from uh, uh, tying Frank Robinson for the uh, record for someone at twenty years old or younger for that many games together. So he's kind of in good that's company. Good, yeah, that's a good company. That's a good person to be with. I'm always amazed that they can go left, right, the whole lineup, like yep. and like every day, day too. So it's the way it was. A, Brandon Lau hits leadoff, and then Wander Franco, and then it's, you know, Meadows or whatever, and Cheat Choi and Cruz, and the way that they can flip the whole lineup, that's that's how they score runs, right? Like, you talk about the platoon things, but there's a reason it works for them. And like you said, the defense isn't bad. Is um, What's the short? Taylor Walls isn't back, is he? I know they talked about bringing him back he, up. He's been, when uh, Franco was out with a hamstring injury, uh, Walls was back up. Now Franco's back at shortstop. And, you know, obviously he's a great shortstop in his own right. So the defense is good, and theirs is still going to come down to the pitching. And it's For really the first good. time, yeah. It, it's, it's, they have a lot of talented pitchers. Like Shane Baz, if you haven't seen him pitch yet, looks really good. And Shane McClanahan, the other Shane, has been great pretty much all year. And they turned Drew Rasmussen into a starter, and for four to five innings that he pitches, he's very good. He's been out consistently at five at, at this yep. point, so he's been giving them five good, and that with this offense and with this defense, that's all they've needed. They've been looking for that third guy. Just the same way the, the Brewers were looking for that third mm-hmm. uh, bullpen arm, the Rays needed that third starter that could give them five quality. Mm-hmm. Shane Boz has come up from the minors. He's now had two starts. I think he's thrown 10.2 innings. He's got 16 strikeouts and given up two runs. That ain't bad. So he's he's that. solidified that third spot where he'll probably be that third guy in the in the playoff rotation uh after Shane McClanahan and after Drew Rasmussen. Uh so that's what they've needed is finding three that can do it cuz the bullpen's good. Uh, the bullpen can carry innings. They just need five innings from the starters. And this team is looking uh interesting, not the normal it, way they've been constructed, but it, but it's fun interesting. To watch. It it's I still feel like, you know, I said the 
white the wild card teams, the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Blue Jays. One of them will obviously win the game and compete against the Rays. And on paper, that that should be a good matchup for the like for the Rays. They they have better pitching or at least comparable pitching to all of those teams, if not better. And then you get to the next round, you're placed facing either Houston or the White Sox, and then that's that's the series right there. Like those those are some good teams. Those three teams, yep. the Rays, the White Sox, and the Astros. Like those teams, once again, on paper should should be the favorites between offense and pitching because those teams can roll out a lot of pitching too. <laughs> That leads to our final question, uh, and it seems uh, to me, even as a as a race fan, as I look at this, it seems like Houston is being overlooked. Uh, They're really there's, good. There's talk about the the White Sox and what's been going there, and you know their manager keeps things entertaining yeah. there. Uh, the AL East has been the, trying to see who of the Boston and New York if they make it, and the look at even at that wild card series and Toronto heated up, and it really seems that it's been from from a national media standpoint. No one is looking at Houston. They love uh, it like they, that. They do, uh, and they've been very good all year long. Uh, the offense has been very good, but the pitching has been underrated, especially the starting pitching that has been there. It's not names. It's not your big-name big, big name guys, but they have been extremely effective. Uh, and if it gets to a, an ALCS like, rematch between the Rays and Houston, uh, you know that one went seven yeah. two, uh, and I don't know for sure that it would go the Rays uh, way that way. Houston is very good, and I think the question is: Is Houston being overlooked? And for me, I believe it's yes. I think Houston has a has the best offense of the team. Like I said, maybe you can make the case for Toronto, but they're not guaranteed to make the playoffs. Are the teams guaranteed to make the playoffs? I'll take Houston's offense just because they draw a bajillion walks. Like they are on base all the time. They make you throw a ton of strikes. You know, guys like Alex Bregman and Altuve and Brantley's hurt right now, but I think that's basically them saying, hey, why don't you take rest with your 38-year-old body or whatever he is? And you know, they will draw, make pitchers work for it. So they it, are playoff tested. Yeah, and they have experience with this, right? Like yeah. they have been everybody's enemy all year. Remember how many times did we talk about this in the beginning of the year? How many teams oh, throwing at them and booing them? And it they have shown all year like resilience and they have rallied around Dusty Baker and he seems like the perfect fit for them. Their starting rotation, like you just mentioned, it's, you know, Granky's been terrible for like a month. He's been awful. I think he's on the IL right now. I think they told him to like take a seat, but for five innings, like Lance McCullers, I shouldn't even say for five innings, for like seven innings, he can be as good as any pitcher in baseball. Now for two Absolutely. innings, he can be as bad as any pitcher in baseball. He is so volatile, but in the playoffs, if he gets hot, like that's the type of pitcher that can win you. Two games in a series, no problem. And absolutely, I think Luis Garcia has an outside shot to win the Rookie of the Year as the American League. Like I don't know if he's a favorite, but he's been incredible for them. And Fran Valdez and Jose Urquidy, and they have a great bullpen, right? They did that. We said for a while they had a weak bullpen, but they added Kendall Graveman, they added Jimmy Garcia, and Presley was already great at the back end. So, yeah, the the Astros are an extremely well balanced team that has very little flaws in it. So I was just getting ready to say there's there's little weakness in them. There isn't something that you can exploit. Their weakness was their bullpen. They went out and dressed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two uh, AL contending teams that addressed their uh, shortcoming, their weakness the most, Houston with their bullpen and the Rays versus left-handed pitching. Mm-hmm. Now Nelson Cruz and Wander Franco in, in the middle there, Left-handed pitching is not an issue for them anymore. And for the Houston, when they get good quality innings out of their starters, they can now turn it over to their bullpen with confidence. Uh, they have a great setup uh, uh, for a sh- uh, shutdown bullpen uh, to end games. Uh, so it's going to be a, a good matchup and uh, uh, for whoever Houston faces and, and, and getting there. But I, I don't see 
more than confidence in the Rays, and my confidence in Houston making it to the ALCS is extremely high. They are a very, very good team. White Sox are a good team too, man. I that's I want to see them prove it. Houston's proven it. Yeah. The, the White Sox. They, the White Sox on beat on up on bad day, competition. The White Sox tend to beat up on bad competition. They strike out. I just talked about how yeah. good Houston is at getting on base. The White Sox are much more likely to hit you five home runs in a game, like Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert. Like they could hit two home runs each in a game, and Jose Abreu could hit one. And there's you know seven runs right there, but they can also they don't hardly ever draw a walk. They have a bunch of guys who are ridiculously free swingers, and when you know it's working, they get some hits to drop in there. They can put up eight runs in a hurry, and they probably have. If you go four pitchers deep, now they have the best four top person rotation with Giolito, Cease, uh, Rodon, and Lance Lynn. Like you trust those four pitchers, but I, I never quite understand. I never quite have got the White Sox all year. Like they're very yep. good, right? They're yep. extremely good. Yep. But it's also a lot of you just don't quite get. Is this really working, or is it about ready to melt down? Like so. I don't know. Held together by duct tape and glue, but very talented stuff to work with. That's a good uh, word for it. Talented. And, and again, Lance Lynn, veteran, confident in him in a, in a playoff matchup. The others, again, we've seen this team struggle against higher-level competition, and so that's what I need to see from them uh, in a series because right now I would put more money on, on Houston. I'd put more money on, on the Rays. I would, too. Uh, the Yankees and Red Sox have enough uh, flaws in their game that I would then give the the, the yield to the, the White Sox, but not as much as you would think. I said, I, anyone can go through and try to beat up Kansas City and yeah. Minnesota and Detroit. In uh, Cleveland has been just average, even with so they've not they're not tested. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not they don't play good competition often enough. You go to the AL East, you're going to find good competition. You go even to the AL West. Oakland and uh, and Houston and Seattle's been uh, in Seattle. the in the hunt all year long. Seattle. Props to them for staying in it. So you have more talented teams, and the more that you face that type of talent, the better like you you are when you face other other good teams. When you don't face that enough, it makes it easier to uh, to struggle because you're not seeing it enough on a day in day out basis or, or pretty close to that. So I, I'm skeptical on the White Sox but can easily be proven wrong because of how talented they are. That's a, I, Talented, but volatile. Like that's yeah, the word for absolutely. them is like, could they get hot and win this? Sure. Like I it wouldn't surprise me. I think, I think that Agreed. was my pick before the season started, but I agree. Like Houston has less flaws. Tampa Bay has less flaws. The white Sox, if they do it, it's going to feel like, okay, this team got hot at the right time. Like obviously the Cardinals did it. Like we could see the white Sox win, you know, 10 of 12 games right now, and that's possible, but it seems like it could also go really, like they could get swept, like, because they're just so inconsistent. To be clear, the White Sox are every bit as talented as Houston, as the Rays, as anyone else in the American mm-hmm. League. There's no question on the talent. It's a matter of how consistently they put it up and being challenged against higher level competition. Can they rise to that challenge? Talent says yes. But we'll, we'll see. see when we get there. See. So that's our five questions as a kind of uh, an early primer as we uh, get ready for the final week of, of regular season baseball and then coming up on playoff baseball. Next uh, check out, check us out next week. We'll get you set up for the playoffs and uh, go, and Pat, just, go. Sorry, and go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll catch you next week. 